Today's episode is sponsored by By Heart, which is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. In our house, we never skim on family time together on the weekends. Instead of racing around crazy, we prioritize time at home, time to relax, time to do fun, crazy things that we wouldn't have ordinarily. And you know who else doesn't skim? By heart. By heart is the only American-made infant formula with globally sourced ingredients to use organic, grass-fed whole milk without a drop of skim. Whole milk is full of healthy fats like naturally occurring MFGM, which play an important role in baby's brain development and growth. Are you curious about ByHeart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with codename Zibby20 for a limited time. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, and you're listening to the award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. If you like this podcast, you will love my new anthology called Moms Don't Have Time to Have Kids. Check it out, and you'll hear from 49 authors about all sorts of things moms don't have time to do. All the authors have been on this podcast. Also, check out my TikTok, at with Zibby and Tracy, my other podcast, Sex Talk with Zibby and Tracy. Check out Moms Don't Have Time to Write on Medium. And of course, my new publishing company called Zibby Books. And now back to our daily author interview site and a quick hello from some of my kids. Hi. Hi. Hello. Enjoy the show. Happy New Year, everyone. I hope you all had a great break. I wanted to let you know about something that I've been talking a lot about on social media at Zibby Owens, which is the hashtag 22 and 22 challenge. We are at Zibby Books. We are encouraging everybody like all of you to visit 22 bookstores in 2022. And we're going to provide a whole series of incentives for every five visits and you'll be entered to win a $500 shopping spree and you'll get fun things like bookmarks and all the rest. Plus, you'll be part of a great community of people all helping support bookstores, authors, and more. We're really, really excited about it. If you want to join, sign up. You just go to 22in22.net. That's 22in22.net and click I'm in and put your information. And then every time you go to a bookstore, you just quickly go back on the site and click log a bookstore visit. And then we'll be keeping track and we'll be following up with all of your different achievements and awards and everything. So please sign up, spread the word, 22 and 22, get your friends to join and start visiting bookstores and it'll be really fun and exciting. So here's to a wonderful 2022. I'm so excited that you're listening to my podcast and doing all the fun things that I have been trying to bring into the world. So here we go, 2022, hashtag 22 and 22. Robin Arzan is the author of the picture book, Strong Mama. Robin graduated magna cum laude from New York University and Villanova University School of Law and is the New York Times bestselling author of Shut Up and Run. As vice president of fitness programming and head instructor at Peloton, she believes that sweat transforms lives, and her story is living proof. In 2020, she was named one of the most influential people on Fortune Magazine's 40 Under 40 list. Enjoy. Welcome, Robin. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss Strong Mama, your children's book. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's my pleasure. Please tell listeners how you decided to write this children's book, the whole inspiration for it, and all the good stuff. Well, I wrote the children's book on my baby moon. <laughs> So my husband and I uh, had rented a cabin and we were 
taking some amazing time to decompress after the holidays last year. And I was just really called to write this. It it was a love letter to my baby girl. We didn't know actually what we were having at the time. And I really felt like the baby and I were training partners. I was very active throughout my entire pregnancy. I taught uh, at Peloton until I was nine months pregnant on the bike, on the tread, and uh, as well as our strength classes. And it was really a pretty magical time. And I wanted to kind of memorialize that as well as write something that allowed parents to model self-care and show that self-care is not selfish and that movement is medicine and that little people can also develop their own relationships with movement and really, really sending the message, especially to moms, that when we take moments for our workouts, for our whatever, bubble bath, breath work, whatever it is, it's not selfish. We can't take care of them if we don't take care of ourselves. And that was really the, the inspiration behind Strong Mama. And then once you had your daughter, did you find that you had time to do those self-care things or not? You make the time. You make it, you make the time. <laughs> if it matters, you make it happen. And that's just the truth. And so your career, of course, includes all this movement and all of this inspiring stuff for other women and men everywhere. So you have that part taken care of. Like that's a yes, definitely. Do you find that the... I feel like there are all these different buckets of self-care, sure. right? So do you do it and in, in what works best for you, right? For me, like reading is more self-care for me than working out, although I should work out more. And I do do the Peloton. I've taken your classes and everything. Do you feel like sometimes you get sort of sectioned into one area versus another? You know yeah. I mean? I mean, I think that we have to pay attention to what we find is we are, we need our mind and spirits need, right? So there is no one version of self-care and certainly we don't want to get into the, the stumbling block of feeling like self-care is yet another thing that we, (laughs) that is stressing us out, right? It's totally not the point. Exactly. So for me, it's it's definitely movement. And although I do work out for a living professionally, I, I live my life as a professional athlete. I do my own workout every single day. In addition to the classes that I teach, and my, oh my own gosh. workout is is sacred and it's prioritized and it's literally my entire family, you know, kind of organizes to make sure that I get that workout because I'm I'm not functioning if I don't. So, yeah, strength training, running, cycling are are my main modalities. For me, self-care isn't as much, you know, the bubble bath and the and those kind of moments, although I totally understand how those can be <laughs> very necessary, you know, depending on what what are again, what our mind and spirits need. And Tell me about you growing up. Was movement always a huge part of your life? Like, did you know immediately that this is your thing? No, not at all. I was not an athlete as a kid. I really started running and getting active when I was an adult. So you only started running as an adult. Yes. Yes. That's I, fascinating for me to hear. What what did you what were you into as a child? I was I loved school. I was the straight A student. I liked arts and crafts. I loved, I mean, I was truly like a voracious, I was the book kid. Anything that involved really school. I, I mean, even up until co- even through college and law school, I was the kid who ordered the, the, the books on the syllabus and started reading them in this during the summer. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. So I mean that that was that was how I really identify that was really like my my identity, right? It, we are the stories that we tell ourselves. And uh, I really I told myself I was not the the kid who was going to get picked in gym class. I wasn't going to run and wasn't going to go to swimming and and it was as it, as an adult that during law school that I really started started to lace up and discover movement. Wow. 
You would never know. From your children's book, it seems though, and obviously I know you more than that, but you would think that like this was your calling that you woke, you know, I read a children's book by Simone Biles or something like that. And, you know, she was like turning around, like doing cartwheels off the bed and like sitting there watching gymnastics and then going out and flipping around. And, (laughs) you know, it's funny how people come to their, how people discover their calling. Yes. So how did you end up at Peloton? Like, tell so what happened after, take me back through your, do the, the quick version. Law school, then what happened? Oh, law school. I practiced law in New York for a number of years. And then I decided, gosh, I was, I was really counting down the hours in the day till I could work out and go running or go to spin class. And I thought, how do I make that my life rather than counting down just for like 30 minutes a day? And that was on a good day, you know, that I had time to work out. So they made time to work out. I actually, I, I try to, I'm trying to condition myself not to say I don't have time. Because frankly, if you say you don't have time, just replace it with it doesn't matter. And that's if if that feels okay, then that then fine. Then it doesn't matter. But I don't believe it. I'm not conversant in excuses. So you think saying that people don't have time is just an excuse? Think, and yes, that you should say absolutely. Okay. So I'm 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 taking my own medicine because I was just saying I didn't have time, but I made what I, I made the time, but I only would make 30 minutes, you know, max. And the joy that I had in running was really something that I wanted to infuse into other areas of my life professionally. And two weeks before the London Olympics, I decided to leave my law firm job and try. I was, I think I had already created my book proposal, my first book proposal for Shut Up and Run. And yeah, I bought a plane ticket to the London Olympic Games and I was just writing for my blog from the games and meeting athletes and just getting totally inspired by, by these incredible humans participating in the Olympics. And then I read about Peloton and I reached out to the company and yeah, I would say about a year, a year after leaving my law firm job is when I joined the Peloton team. Okay. We can't bubble wrap our kids to keep them safe, but we can give ourselves some peace of mind now with the Life360 app, which I am obsessed with. I first heard about this from a girlfriend at a party who told me that this was the app to use. So I got it. And now I am obsessed. It's a family connection and safety app that lets you track the people and things that are most important to you. And it's much more than sharing location. It is about safety. It keeps families connected and protected throughout the day. Plus, it helps you find your things. So I have tiles, one of which I put on my phone, which I lose a hundred times a day, and I can find it through the app whenever I lose it. Also, it lets me put in locations of interest. So I get alerts when my kids reach school after taking the bus or when my husband gets to LA or whoever you want to track. You can do it with Life360 and feel very protected and safe and it makes life better. It makes peace of mind better. Life 360 has my family's back when they're on the road, and I can track their stuff too if I need to. Plus, of course, it's a lifeline during emergencies because you can have crash detection to know if one of the kids is in an accident and with two almost driver's license kids, that is super important to me too. So put away the bubble wrap and protect your loved ones with Life 360. Visit life360.com or download the app today and use code BOOKS, B-O-O-K-S, all caps, to get one month of the gold package for free, plus 15% off all tiles. That's life360.com, code BOOKS. 
Wow. And what has that felt like for you, sort of becoming this superstar in the Peloton world? And the, I mean, the outside world too, but, you know, just having like this cult following. Uh, well, I mean, it's all about our community and it happened very gradually. <laughs> so for us, you know, we just keep showing up and doing the work and creating something that we love. And thankfully, you know, folks are joining and participating. And for me, the the crux of it is all our community. Seeing people t- like either whether they're novice athletes or have never worked out or are professional athletes, you know, we have, we have Olympians who, who join us. Um, I love seeing that moment when they turn, where they really catalyze like what they can't do into what they can do. So for people who haven't taken your class, but maybe they've gotten your book or something, <laughs> what were, what are some of the main, I feel like, what are some of the main messages some of the main sayings, some of the main takeaways that you're known for? Uh, well, you know, I think that as a whole, we are, you know, we're a connected fitness company and we provide folks access to movement and of, you know, running, cycling, meditation, yoga from whatever their, whatever screen they can access us on with it, whether it's the app, the bike or the tread. And yeah, my classes are definitely, they're challenging classes. I believe that discomfort is is a way for us to find confidence. And I think confidence is a sign effect of hustle. And that that's really the philosophy that I infuse into my classes. Peloton is actually a sponsor of this podcast. Oh, okay. I had no idea. (laughs) It's true. Yes. One of my latest sponsors. And I've been involved with the Peloton Moms book club. I love. Oh, cool. Uh, I I wasn't aware that they had a book club. That's so neat. They have a book club. Yes. I have to put you in touch. I'll put you in touch with the founder of that. So fun. Talk to those ladies who are amazing. And I have my own Peloton experience through the pandemic and before and beyond. My Peloton was a gift when I had my third kid and then I had a fourth kid and I was kind of offended by the gift, to be honest. I was like, what are you saying about me? They're like, here's your, here's your baby gift. I'm kidding. But anyway, I have seen the power of these amazing, intense workouts and it's just so awesome. In fact, a girlfriend of mine who was at like the school mom's night recently got divorced. And she said, to be honest with you, she's like, it's because of my Peloton classes. You know, they were telling me, you know, this is your life and like, take charge of your life and this is it and go do it. And she's like, this is not what I wanted my life to be. Oh my so, gosh. That's that. so powerful. Wow. Yeah. So waiting for an essay from her <laughs> when she can write it, but she loves, she said she took so many of your classes. So you were like a whole part of changing her life. Wow. That's incredible to hear. That's astounding to hear. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Peloton changed the whole thing. You and uh, I think Cody Rigsby was her other guy. Oh, I love it. And actually in my, I have this anthology that just came out and this this author, Richie Jackson, wrote a whole essay called Peloton and on and on and on in the anthology because he spent the whole pandemic and completely redid his whole body and philosophy and mind with with Cody. And so anyway. Just FYI. (laughs) So what is it like marketing and dealing with the publicity of a children's book? Are you going to be reading to groups of kids? Are you excited about this? Like, tell me about that aspect of it. Oh my gosh, I love it. I don't know exactly what what it's going to look like. I'm still waiting to hear from my team what that's going to look like. And especially, you know, because we're seeing what is safe to do and what formats and all that. But I love it. I love it. I mean, as a new mom, it's so, it's such a joy to revisit children's books in general. So I love, I mean, my daughter thankfully is, is all about books. And I like the, the scholastic book fair was like the highlight of my entire childhood every year. So I just want to, I just really want to impart a love of reading to her and, you know, kids pick up on what we're excited about. And, you know, if, if parents are excited about reading, I think, that we can pass that energy on. So and anything, any kind of way that I can 
create community around this, around Strong Mama is very exciting to me. So does that mean you have some other plans? Yes, in mind? we have we have quite a bit of plans in the works. <laughs> Nothing specific that I can reveal now, but <laughs> well, of course we'll disclose it publicly when the time is right. Amazing. Well, whatever I can do through this, you know, platform. Not that you need the help, but uh, I appreciate. Let that. me know. I love it. I really, I love it. And it's so true. I mean, moving your body is like my mother, seventy three, this weekend was like. That is the one thing to longevity is movement. Just got to stay moving. Meanwhile, she's like a whirling dervish. Yeah. She like never sits down. So I'm like, you don't have a problem with this. You know? <laughs> I love it. Tips from mom. That's so cool. Right. <laughs> so how was it working with your illustrator and everything on the book? It was, it was amazing. I, it was, that was, it was the first time I've worked with an illustrator and I fell in love with Addie's, it's just the spirit of her, of her illustrations were so fun to me. And I knew it was the right illustrator because, you know, my daughter was only a few weeks old, but I would show her some of the mock-ups and her, you know, she was, I think she wasn't even seeing colors yet. Right. But she could, she, her eyes would you know, get wide when I showed her some of these pictures and I thought, okay, this is the right, this is the right one. (laughs) Oh, that's so cute. I have a children's book coming out too. Oh, congrats. Yeah. Thank you. So I know my kids are so excited. Actually, one of my, I have four, I think I just said, and I dedicated it to one of them, which is like the biggest mistake of my life. Oh, only, so now you have to write a few more. (laughs) That's what they said. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, okay. Then my other daughter's like, well, I want the next one. And then my son's like, and then me. And I'm like, okay, how many of these am I going to write? I don't know. I got to talk to my publisher about this, but um, now it's a series. (laughs) Now it's a series. Yeah. Amazing. So what advice would you have? Okay. Two advice questions to people who feel like they don't have time to work out. Actually, that'll be my first question. What do you say to them? It's BS. I'm sorry, but it's BS. If you listen, it's, you might not have time for your dream idea of the workout, right? Like, so we have this idea that if it's not X amount of minutes or a certain amount of intensity, then it doesn't count. And I realized, especially as a new mom, that like, peel away 10 minutes and you're going to feel a little better. And and the consistency of very small acts of movement actually for, in terms of longevity goes further than 60 minutes, you know, going super intense once a month. (laughs) So, you know, I would say to someone, you know, if you make it matter, you will make it happen. Prioritize it for yourself. Give, let your family and hopefully you have a support system who can help take some of the, you know, the restraints around your time and claim at least 10 minutes a day of your power back. Love it. Okay. And what about, well, if you only have 10 minutes a day, if you only have 10 minutes a day, let's say you, okay, fine. You're giving the 10 minutes a day to working out. There's so many different things. Like, People with so much advice, do you hop on a Peloton? Do you walk? I think that the, mo- well, lift? I think it depends. If you're a true beginner, like never worked out a day in your life, you know, you've got, you know, you're deconditioned steps. I mean, movement, just literally walking is the most basic and intentional thing I think someone can do. And then of course there's body weight strength and things like that. If you do have access to Peloton, the, in my opinion, the most efficient workout is a 10 minute interval ride or a climb. I, I believe 10 minutes of intervals would literally like amp up your system for the entire day. Again, that's an intense workout. So I wouldn't necessarily recommend that somebody for on day one, but yeah, that's that, that, that intervals make athletes. Okay. And what about people who want to write a children's book? 
Oh, you know, I mean, I'm still a novice myself, so I would. Love- I know, but still, <laughs> I mean, it counts. I, I don't really have advice except for have it come from a place of love. You know, I think like there's such a beautiful energetic exchange when someone sits down with a kid to read a book, and the ones that I think are most heartwarming and, and heartfelt are are land the best. Very true. And are you reading anything great lately? Do you still love to read? Oh, oh yeah. What am I reading right now? I just picked up, it's actually a nonfiction book, Relent, uh, Winning by Tim Grover. Relentless is his first book and Winning is is his, I think it's his second, or at least it's his most recent. And I got, I was trying to get myself into the headspace for the marathon. So I started that book. <laughs> awesome. Have you read Limitless by Mallory Wegman? No. She's a para- Paralympic athlete. She just won in Tokyo again, the gold and silver medal. Oh, cool. Yeah. I love reading like athletes. I feel like you would like that one. Yeah. I finished Abby Wambach's second, well, I guess it was like a tiny, it was such a short book. It was her speech about the wolf pack. Yeah. Yeah, I love that stuff. I love Lolo Jones that she also wrote. Oh no. I follow her on social media, but I didn't realize she wrote a book. Cool. She wrote a book in the last six months or so. I think it's called Over It. Okay. And I know Lewis and I think is coming out with a book. I know he just recently launched a masterclass. Lots of athletes that we... I love athlete books. (laughs) I love athlete books. I love athlete movies. I'm about to watch King Richard. Yeah, I watched it last night. You did? Was it good? Yeah, it was. And Will Smith, I thought was so excellent. I forgot it was Will Smith, which is a feat, you know, because he's obviously so recognizable. Well, I'm really excited for that. And I'm trying to think of other athlete books. Open, Andre Agassi. Did you read that? No. Oh my gosh. That's like my, one of my favorite memoirs of all time. Okay. Andre Agassi. I got to make my way through the the tennis folks. (laughs) Okay. Well, (laughs) awesome. All right. Well, Robin, thank you so much. Thanks. It's just so nice to meet you. You're such a powerhouse and so just like intense and focused and helping so many people. And it's just really cool. Thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. It's really awesome. So nice to see you today and best of luck with your books. (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. 